At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Good morning. Welcome to Crystal Beach Community Church, where you'll find real people with real problems serving a real God. Well, glad everybody were kind of light, but they'll come streaming in here for long. Uh, glad all of you are here this morning. We got our wonderful little family here. Uh, our daughter Haley and our two granddaughters, Hadley and Molly. So we're glad they were here this weekend to visit with us. And here comes a, a praise report. Yeah. Don got him a new, Don's got a new knee. Three days ago. So he's getting around pretty good to have a new, new knee three days ago. Well, if this is the first time you've been to Crystal Beach Community Church, you'll notice we do not pass out an offering plate, but if God puts it on your heart to give, you can drop it in a white box in the back as you leave or in front of you, unless you're on the front row. Uh, is a deal where you can take your phone and hold it up and you can pay that way. What's it called, Kevin? QR code. I'll get that down one day. <laughs> so that's another way. Uh, while you're at the back back there, uh, if you wouldn't mind putting your name address down so we can keep up with you here at Crystal Beach Community Church. And very important, we have a prayer ministry. If you'll put your uh, prayer for yourself, a family member, a neighbor, stranger, put that prayer need down. On a, they'll show you where to put it, and it'll go in a monthly email distribution where hundreds of people will pray daily until they get healed. Any praise reports? Praise report, Don. Yes, Don. Glad you're doing up and going. Hard to keep. Hard to keep you down. <laughs> Any great. Any other praise reports? Okay, we'll move into announcements. Uh, Wednesday night Bible study now has, uh, Book of Revelation has been moved to every Sunday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. 
uh, conflicted with uh, youth that are uh, that has taken up Wednesday nights. So it will be Sunday nights. Mark that on your calendar and share it and put it on Facebook. Tell everyone. A lot of people not here today, but uh, get the news out. That has been moved to Sunday night from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And men's Bible study is uh, back going now. We took a little break during the holidays, and we met last Thursday. So we are in the book of Matthew, chapter 5. If you've never been before, you will not be behind. You just come right in and join in fellowship. One hour, we've got plenty of coffee, and I promise you'll have a good time. And we will get you out of here in one hour. That's at 7 a.m. 7 to 8, yeah, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then uh, we have the high school that meets on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. And like I said, the youth uh, are back now on Wednesday, Wednesday nights at 6. And then Sunday night at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. is the, uh, well, they, AA meets Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. Sunday night is Al-Anon, and that starts at 5. And, okay, I think that's it. I just mentioned, okay, I believe we're good. If everybody would stand, we'll join our wonderful praise and worship team.
priest to pray out loud. I'm her bed every night. To me, it sounded like mumbling, like she was out of her mind. She said, boy, this kind of praying is what saved my life. tried sometime now I know she was right she was talking to Jesus she was talking to Jesus she'd been talking to Jesus for all church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights leave our pants and a cowboy shirt boy I put up a fight she said son one day you'll thank me for having God in your life Thank you. 
tell you got a lot on your mind. I said this is not an interruption. You couldn't have picked a better time. Cause I was talking to Jesus.
Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Myself 
at a loss of words and the funny thing it's okay the last thing I need is to be her but to hear what you would say
myself at a loss of words and the funny thing is it's okay Just stay right there. Don't sit down. Worship doesn't always mean singing. 
means moving in the presence of God. When we're in the presence of God in full worship, that's the closest we're going to be to God until we see him face to face. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. I know people there that I miss. Father, we thank you. We thank you. thank you that right here in the U.S. we still have church. We can still come together and we still can meet together and we can still worship you. Lord, don't let us take that for granted for one second. That we get to come in here with believers like us and worship. God, we lift up our country right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray that it turns back to you full out. Full out. We lift up this peninsula to you. Everyone here, every church here, every pastor here, every person here, that this will be a lighthouse sitting on a hill. The atmosphere when you drive down 87 changes from what it used to be. It's just the atmosphere of who you are. Thank you, God. Thank you for making a way where there seems like there was no other way. Thank you that now we can just ask anything in your name and you'll do it that's amazing but it's your scripture it's your words so prayer warriors won't you come up and if you ask anything in his name he's promised to do it maybe not in your way but always in his way Maybe not in your timing, but always in his perfect timing. Maybe not the kind of healing that you would expect, but in his perfect healing. Because he has a plan and a purpose bigger than what we can even imagine. So if you've come here, you can have a seat if you'd like. But if you come here and you, you need prayer, prayer warriors are here. Prayer warriors are here. Brian and Sue, can you, uh, let's see, never mind, thank you. You want to come up? I'll get you and pray with Jimmy. Oh, wait, Mitzi's coming. Just stand here. Stand right here if we have a female. Thank you. You need prayer? Come on up. We have time. It's only 11 o'clock. We're good. If you're a clock watcher, the restaurants will still be open. It'll still be fine. So God, move in this place. Just move in this place.
God, what we came in here with, don't let us leave with the same thing. The, the junk we toted in here, God, we can just release that right here. We're tired of carrying this stuff anyway. Move in this place. Because you're the way maker. You're the promise keeper. That's who you are. That is who you are. Right now we lift up our kids, maybe our grandkids, our family. We pray those prodigals home in Jesus' name. Wherever these prodigals are this morning, let them just know that it's Sunday. Let them feel uncomfortable what they're doing. We pray them home. Bring them home. They weren't raised that way. They were raised this way. Bring them home. Thank you, God. If you need prayer, come on up. Look, Lonnie's here all by herself. That's who you are. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Lord, we pray for the people that are not here that I know that are sick. Heal them, God. There's about 10 I can name that just are sick. Heal them, God. Oh, Jesus. Because that's who you are. something broken come for prayer up the prayer warriors because I I know that there's someone that needs prayer and you're just like I'm not going up there that's weird but the word says two or more you don't have to fight this by yourself come on up for prayer in Jesus name thank you God
a lot of kids back there they do need some volunteers back there if you uh, want to help on Sunday mornings what a pleasure that is to make a difference in little kids lives man I'm in shape I'm breathing hard I just walked from there to here gee (laughs) yeah she does we're glad you're here Joe, you were rocking it back there. I saw you. Like, got the moves, man, going on. You got it going on. Yeah. What? You nailed it? Is that what you said? Oh, you felt it. Yeah, I get it. You're a rock star. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Like Jimmy said, our family's here. It's always good when our family's here. And uh, we're glad that they're, they could be anywhere today. They certainly have their own church. And absolute, they go to Byron Ellis's church, Redemption, which Byron was here. And so if you're in Beaumont, I'm a whew, powerhouse church. So I'm not Byron Ellis, but, uh, but I, I do, I'm very thankful they go to his church. Anyway, a brand new year. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's a good start. It seems like you can start something in a new year. You know, it, I don't know. It, it's not like you can't start any time of the year, but it seems like at the end of the year you go, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Let me try all this new. Now, we talked about resolutions last week that we resolutions are just you make them and normally you don't keep them. And like me, I cook for three days in a row. I know. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, Jimmy's back to cooking, so he's leaving. He's leaving for a little... Uh, while and so next time you see me I would drop probably 15 pounds because I'll have nothing to eat anyway yesterday morning thank you Tommy so sweet Tommy thank you so today's sermon all week I've told Jimmy I said I have nothing for Sunday 
been doing this, what, 15 years, long time. I have nothing for Sunday. I have nothing at all for Sunday, Jimmy. I start doing that Sunday right after I leave here. <laughs> Jimmy, I have nothing for Sunday. The week went by, nothing. Saturday morning, nothing. That was yesterday. Nothing. It was about 6 o'clock in the morning, and I said, Lord, you have never let me down, not one time, but like this is close because my kids are here and I'm not typing and I'm not. So I've been in Jeremiah all week and I, I thought it's got to come from Jeremiah because I love the book of Jeremiah and I was reading and studying and wrote several sermons. They weren't good. I mean, not good like you would judge, but not, not the way I feel it. You got to feel it and know. So I said, well, I have nothing. Just thought you'd know. 7.30 yesterday morning, I got these words. Now, they weren't audible words, so don't think that I hear from God audibly all the time, but I have. But these were not audible words. It was just in my spirit. I hear the word jubilee. Jubilee. What a, what a strange word. God usually talks to me how I talk. He knows I've never said, oh, Jubilee. I mean, I've ne I don't ever use that word. I'll say, awesome, hot mess, great, cool. I just don't use the word Jubilee. Then I started thinking, I said, well, wait a minute. Jubilee's in the scriptures. Uh, okay, so let's start looking up that word. Let's start studying what the word Jubilee even means. He said it was jubilee. So in scripture, we see the Israelites place an important emphasis on certain days of the week. In Exodus, you can see that certain days of the week, they it was very important. Certain holidays they observed. Everything was beautifully laid out. But the year of jubilee, let me tell you, some of you know, maybe you're scholars. Have you ever heard that word before, jubilee? couple not so much okay jubilee in the word means every 50 years it was the year of jubilee so i'm reading going oh my gosh now i would love to tell you that i'm always in leviticus <laughs> it's just one of my favorite books but no no that's not true i am venturing over into more of the prophets in the Old Testament, for some reason right now, I like prophetic words and, and how all that is. So I'm, I'm more into that, but I'm not in Leviticus. So the year of Jubilee, the year of liberty, every 49 years. On the 50th year, it was one big party because in the word, it says it, was, it happened every 50 years. It was like the equalizer. Everything happened after 50 years. It was like having a big reset button. I'm in Leviticus, so I'll tell you, like 25. If you want to turn to it, it's just so, I, I know you don't even know where that is, but it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. I mean, it's right there with a hard reading right there. I'm busting out today with some hard reading. But uh, reading. My sister said that recently she was listening to me in, on a podcast and she asked me that I started saying the I-N-G on the ends of my words. She said, reading something, nothing. So we're reading, she's listening today, we're reading 
in the book of uh, Leviticus. I'm in the 20, the whole chapter 25. And it says that it was like a reset button. During this year, the Israelites were not supposed to do anything. They weren't going to reap a harvest at all. Can you imagine? They could not work on the 50th year, the year of Jubilee. No work took place on that whole year. It was a time for people to return back to their families, to rest, to don't plan anything. God created the year of Jubilee because he's very clear when he laid it out to Moses on Mount Sinai. He laid it all out how he wanted it to be every 50 years. During the Day of Atonement, Numbers 36.4, the blowing of a ram's horn started this year of Jubilee. I mean, that morning, if they didn't do the math or keep up with it, when they heard that, they know we're, we're down for a year. We're going to reset everything. We're not going to plan anything. We're not going to work. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to rest, fill back up. And some of you are going, dang, I wish that would happen now. <laughs> We're not going to do anything on the 50th year. The Bible says, and there, there's a special number in the Bible. It's number seven. Number seven, because Jesus did the whole, God did the whole creation in seven days. There are seven days in a week. And the seventh day is supposed to be the Sabbath day. But listen to this. Seven times seven is 49, good, which is moving us into the 50th year. So everything in the word is symbolical of different things. 50 years, the year of? Good. Oh, my gosh. So after seven years of Sabbaths, Seven years of Sabbath, we have the 50th year, a year dedicated to rest, restoration of property, freeing people. All debts were freed on that day and marked off the books. Can you imagine in the word? Read it, read it in, in, in Leviticus 25. Everything was cleared. Let me tell you, even the slaves were freed in the word on the 50th year. No debts. Slaves are free. No work. Don't even plant anything. It was a year for your your fields to rest. That was the year of Jubilee. Now, this isn't the only year that the land rests in the Sabbath years because in Leviticus 25, 18 through 22, the land had to rest seven years from all planting. Not even the farmers could still steal what is that word? Till or steal the land? Till. I'm a big farmer in my other life, you can tell. So uh, they can't even till the land. There is no work. The land has the rest. From a practical standpoint, point, it means that vegetation won't grow if it's overworked in the land. It just kind of, the land just becomes tired. But that seventh year, it is... In the 50th year, or the 7 times 7 times 50th, it has to rest. You can't plan anything on it. But the year of Jubilee to be nice bookends for the Sabbath for, for the Sabbath days. So just this is a FYI for you, all you history buffs. The Liberty Bell. Now, it was initially cast in 1752. It's now in Philadelphia. Jimmy and I took a little trip to go see it one time. And it is the one iconic symbol of our independence, of American independence. They have this huge bell 
to, to set that we are free and we're independent. The Bell's first inscribed line quotes part of the King James 2510. 2510 says, Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. That's on our Liberty Bell. That's written on our Liberty, liberty Bell. Okay, so it means jubilee. Now, the bell rang July 8th to summons uh, in 1776 to summon the people to hear the Declaration of Independence. But listen to this. Unfortunately, the United States did not follow the jubilee law. It's widely believed that the bell cracked in 1835 while it was being run. The crack, which occurred roughly 50 years after that war. God made a clear point. Now, how on earth could that big old bell, which is huge, crack? Well, you can't put scripture on something and say you're going to follow it and not follow it. You can't say you're this and do something else. It may look like you can for a while, but you can't. The bell cracked. It was not just a little crack. It was so severe that the Liberty Bell never rang again. So it's important to note that God owns every single thing. He's given us resources. He's given us crops. Everything in the, in, on the earth belongs to him. You may work it. You may think you own it. But he, it belongs to him. Therefore, the Israelites would dedicate the yes, this year, the 50th year to him, saying that God would provide all their needs. They didn't have to worry about working or anything for that year. God provided everything for them. In fact, part of the reason the Israelites went into captivity, because they didn't observe those resting years. You can read about that just past Leviticus 25. It's in 26. What happens if you don't? Because they didn't trust God would provide and dedicate time to resting. They just wanted to work harder to get more and work harder and get more. And you've got to rest. The Bible clearly says that. Let me read it from the message. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all land to all inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his possession. And each of you shall return to your family. Reunite with your family. Sanctify the 50th year. Make it a holy year. Proclaim freedom all over the land to everyone who lives in it. It's a jubilee for you. Each person will go back to his family's property and reunite with his extended family for that year. Wouldn't that be cool? God has instituted the year of jubilee. As kind of a foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do when he came. When he came back, he was going to do something pretty miraculous. And let me tell you, he did. Because it kind of imitated the whole cross. And I'll get to that. Through his death and resurrection, he believes that all spiritual debts are paid. And you're no longer a slave to any sin at all. It's kind of like a jubilee when you turn yourself, turn your whole life to God. So God takes rest seriously. He doesn't want people to, to work more, to be more, to have more, to do what with it? 
here's good news because of Jesus. Everything changed because he gave us a brand new start. You know, every once in a while, we need a brand new start. Don't you? Like restart. And God designed it that way because he knew about Jubilee. He knew everything about that. He created it. He spoke to Moses and said, get this word out. You're on Mount Sinai anyway. I mean, you're saying powerful things while you're up there. So let's get this word out too. But God designed a restart in our lives. A restart. You have that. He wants us to dedicate time to step away from the computer and spend time in worship. Jesus taught that the Sabbath day. Now we went from God to 7 times 70. Now we're in Jesus who said the Sabbath day is a day of rest and restart. He was made for our benefits, is Mark in 2.21. The purpose of the Sabbath is to give a certain day of the week just to rest. Just to stop. It's a sacred day to be spent in worship and reverence. And Jesus modeled this. So here we are. There's all kinds of things I want to teach out of this one word that was given me yesterday morning at 730 Jubilee. It's time to, we spend that time to make our resolutions. But let me tell you, our resolutions should only be, I want to be like you, Lord. There's no other resolution we should even talk about or think about. It's, Lord, I want to be like you. What do you think that David, Isaiah, Moses, Peter, Paul, John, what were their New Year's resolutions? I guarantee you it was, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. Oh, but ours is let's cook more, lose weight, work out more, this, that. I want to work harder, be smarter, be more, have more money, have more. If we could just be like him. If we could just settle our minds to say, I just want to be like you. And all of the rest of it will come. All the rest will come. But you have to restart and stop. Rest. Jesus is calling us to, to shine because his word in Matthew says, You're a light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus is calling us to a different standard here. He said that we are to love in a different way. Because our world says love is this. But God is love. I've said this before. He does not love you. God does not love you. He is love. That's who he is. He can't, it's not a choice to do it. He can't separate love from who he is. He is that. Wouldn't that be nice to just live like that. He is love. Because of Jesus, you can live every single year like a Jubilee year. The Jubilee is a secret from the heart of God. It's his, his way of letting people know that no matter how messed up you are, how at the end of the rope you are, no matter what you've done, 
you can restart, step back, and start over. Isaiah 43, 25, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. I'm going to read you Luke 4. And I've read you Leviticus and moved you through the Jubilee and all of that. But now Luke 4, Jesus is on the scene. He's on the scene. Luke 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. And the devil said, if you're the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it's written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority, all the splendor. It has been given to me, and I'll give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it'll all be yours. Jesus said, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So then the devil did not stop there and he led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. Because Satan knows scripture. He says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up by his hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, Don't you dare. He said, don't put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left until uh, another time. So Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread everywhere throughout the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. But he went to Nazareth. We was brought up there. And on the Sabbath day... The day of rest, he went to the synagogue, as he did all the time. It was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery the sight of the blind, To set the oppressed free. It sounds like Jubilee to me. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to his attendant and sat down. Everyone, all the eyes were just fastened on him. He began by saying today, Today, this scripture is fulfilled by your hearing. He stood up. Read the book of Isaiah and said, it, it's, it's done. It's done. This is the year to proclaim the favor of God. Let me tell you, when Jesus rolled up that scroll, every year is the year of Jubilee. You get to restart every single day, moment, second. But you get to restart. Just the restart word is huge. You get do-overs, start-overs. 
Psalms 103.12, as far as from the east to the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. So many of you are in bondage of some kind. Alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever. Eating addictions, fears. Fear of now, fear of the future. Bitterness, anger. He's saying you can restart that. Because there was a year of jubilee. And it still continues to this day. It's a year of jubilee. Yes, it's not 50 years, but it's every 50 years. But we can do it now because Jesus came. That was God talking to Moses. But then Jesus came on the scene. He says, I am here for that reason. Many people today are are so bound up by their sin. They have no freedom in their lives. Just dragging sometimes into church, it's a lot. But a lot of people don't come in here because of that. You would be shocked at the people I talked to and they said, oh, I can't come in there. The church would catch on fire. The ceiling would fall. I mean, they have all kinds of the same cliches why they can't even come in. So wrapped up in such bondage that they don't even feel worthy of coming through the door. You've heard that before as you talk to people. Oh, I can't come in. They say it kind of like a joke. But to them, it's no joke at all. Surely it'll collapse if a big sinner like me would walk in. But let me tell you, my little church on 16th Street in Orange, it didn't collapse when I walked in. And I was a mess. I towed it in about a two-month-old baby. Our daughter walked in, looked around thinking that something was going to fall, surely. Hit restart. I've had to hit restart many times. But that day I hit restart and took a vow that I was going to raise her in church. We went all different kind of directions, but she's here. God's God's good. (laughs) I'm here. Our kids are here. Jesus came to bring you out of that captivity that you stay in deliverance begins with the decision to let jesus let you out of the prison that you're in and he's created it in his word how to do that god's so mighty he did it in such a mighty way 50 years all debts are paid everything's good you don't have to do anything it's all good you go back to your families you 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 make up you start over every 50 years everything is good Well, God knew 50 years was a long time. I mean, Jesus knew that 50 years was a long time to wait. So he says, anytime. You can do that anytime. But he also set a day of the Sabbath day just to rest. Because he still knew you still had to rest. So he picked the seventh day to do that. Scripture 5 and chapter 531. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching... You're really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can we be set free? He said, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in this family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, S-O-N, you will be free. 
If the son sets you free, you will be free. He paid the debt we did not owe. He gives you an opportunity to start over. It's the year of Jubilee that Leviticus is telling them about. That was a grand scheme. And Jesus does the very same for us today. You get to start over. How sweet is that? You get to start over and everything is erased. Every single thing that you've ever done that's horrible when you think about it or keeps you out of church is wiped clean when you start over. That's hard to even imagine, isn't it? That you get to start over when you're born again. Even Nicodemus couldn't figure it out. Now, how are you born again? Like, Do you have to like go back into the mother and come back out and... Man, we know that, huh? Art and Lonnie, y'all studied, uh, you know, the movies of The Chosen weren't as well attended as we had hoped for. But it always comes back to the teacher that you know more than you ever, ever knew before. I've teached, taught many sermons that no one got, but I'm like totally changed. The teacher always learns more, but... We may do that again on a different day, a different time, but that was incredible. God gives you a chance to start over. He's a God of starting over. That's amazing to me. There's nothing that he, that you've done that he'll bring back. He'll throw it back to you. That's Satan. That reminds you of all of that stuff that you've done. And all you have to do to, on that is say, uh-uh. I've been set free from all that. You better get back here because I'm going over here. Today, we're closing, but I just wanted to tell you, it's a year of jubilee. It's a year of starting over. It's a year of, of forgiving people that that you've never had a... I don't know, chance or you didn't even want to forgive. It's a time to call up everything that has been way behind you for so long and deal with it and it is gone. It's over. It's the year of Jubilee. There's nothing that you've ever done, said, been to, done in secret, done in full force that God will not say, let's start over. It's the year of Jubilee. Spend time with him. At that one moment, say, God, I know all I have to say is, is just save me. But his word says, confess with your mouth. Use that time to say, I confess. This is how you get saved. I confess when I was 15 years old that I decided to do this. I confess when I was 10 years old, I remember like faking a sick and not faking a cough so my mom would think I was sick. I didn't want to go to church. I'm giving you the little ones. But when I spend time with God, I have some big ones that we talk about. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that it's done. And you'll be saved. You're born again. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
and it has nothing to do with water. Baptism in the spirit has nothing to do with water. It's everything. When the spirit of God fills you up and you get to start over, it's powerful. It's powerful. Anything you are carrying along day after day, you feel unworthy, or you see a person that reminds you of your past, and you're just like, oh, it's time to go. How you doing? How are you? Because you get to start over. Go ahead. God, I thank you. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid, to the broken hearted, that wishes day, never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed, I know you think there's no hope, no, but that ain't true, Jesus saved I know you feel a regret, like I brought this all on myself, like I messed it up big time, and this time I don't deserve God's help, thinking how can God forgive me, after knowing what I hid, can he, after knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid, listen, Jesus came for the sick, so true, so true. Came for the week. Amen. Jesus came to give good news and set the captives free. Amen. Listen, Jesus came for the poor. Amen. Jesus came with the key. Amen. Jesus came to remove the chains so from the prisoners. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're in the ocean floor. Run to his arms like an open door. God the Father sent the sons so make it come and be free. Gotta run no more. Come to me, all who are weary. With heavy burdens, I'll give you rest. Separating you from your sin. As far as the east is from the west. Thrown in a sea of forgetfulness. What sin? What offense? And when them waves come crashing in, I'll calm the winds in your defense. So whatever it is that you've done, he put that punishment on his son. You'll never come under his condemnation. Conquer sin and Satan and his accusation. So dry your eyes, lift up your head. Hallelujah! God is not dead. Plus he gave us his peace. His peace. And he took our guilt on the cross instead. Took our place and now we embrace a clean slate with the eyes of faith. We know. Unfailing love. Unfailing love. It's not too late. Start off.
2022 is the year of Jubilee. You can start over. You can start over. Nothing you have done matters when you spend time with God. Reset. It's buried. It's gone. He can't even remember it. From the east to the west. You notice he said the east to the west because that never meets. North and south would meet. East and west will never meet. Let 2022 be your year. Not about cooking three days in a row or resolutions that you make or all of that. I'm talking digging deep of who you are and spending time with God and say, I'm done. That's over. The cross covered that. That was wrong, but I am mighty. I am good. I am called. Release me from any memory of that, God. That was so horrible what I did. Release me from all of that. That's done. That's over. Start over. Start over. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. And you will be saved. In your living room, walking on the beach, whatever. We don't repeat after me and say a little prayer and do a little dance and bring you to the front and raise your hand. Just do it. Spend time with God and Restart in Jesus' name. Let's rock. You know, I'm feeling like rocking. Oh